today on the rise to the top insights from 500 episodes. Gregory Ng, my good buddy from Freezer Burns, joins me to tell us how he built his web show empire into a six-figure business. And we cover everything from dominating your market, staying motivated, why Gregory distributes selectively everywhere, and a heck of a conversation. I'm telling you right now, a heck of a conversation on sponsorships, monetizing, etc. without selling your soul. It's all coming up right now on The Rise Top. And a big congrats to Gregory for hitting 500 now plus episodes of his show. So before we get started, though, a couple quick messages. And First and foremost, a big welcome and a shout out to our newest sponsor joining the Rise of the Top family, Carbonite. So, you know, as a badass, rising, aspiring expert, thought leader, personal brand that you are, you know, you know how important it is to protect your computer files and save time as well. I actually lost a ton of files years ago and then I brought in Carbonite and it pretty much saved my butt. So I reached out to them, I said, hey, if it saved my butt, I think it's going to save your butt. So here's the thing it protects your computer saves everything, automatically backs it up, and continually. So as long as you're connected to the internet and it's not going to slow down your computer as well, and it's really a really great deal. I mean, pricing starts at 59 bucks. It's insane. So it is the better backup plan. You can start your free trial today. Just go to Carbonite.com. No credit card required. It's truly a free trial. And then use the promo code RISE and get two free bonus months if you decide to buy. So make sure to use that promo code rise and you know we don't want to forget about our good friend go to meeting by citrix online if you haven't tried hd faces yet you are missing out my friend uh come on for sure so especially if you do sessions with clients you know if you're doing one-on-one -on -one work on the internet um you know instead of using the phone or anything like that use the go to meeting and then use the the hd faces you can actually see the person that you're talking to and you can have i think up to is it five people now on there it's unbelievable so there's so many uses for this. You can shoot interviews. You can you can tape your sessions with people. There's so many different ways you can use GoToMeeting. Check it out on me for free. GoToMeeting.com. Click the Try It Free button and the promo code RISE for 45 days free on me. All right. Well, welcome, my friends. This is the Rise to the Top, the uncensored, uncut, unconventional show and resource for badass experts, thought leaders, and personal brands like you. I'm David Seitman-Garland. Whether you're just starting your expert empire, building that personal brand, or you've been at it for years, wherever you're at, we are here to help you on the rise to the top by learning from peeps that have done it. So let's talk a little bit about today's episode, Gregory Ng. If you don't know about Gregory, you're, you're really in for a treat. He was last on the show a few years ago, but he does a frozen food show online. So he, he basically reviews all kinds of frozen foods. Uh, what a niche that is, by the way. And he's reached recently 500 episodes. And really, I bring Gregory on here for an interrogation. This, is, this isn't this is an interview, my friends. This is an interrogation. We, we, I just pick his brain on everything for you guys so we can learn a lot about the inside things that go on with a web show like Freezer Burn so you can apply it in some way in your business, all right? So he, here's a few things. You know, We're going to find out about how why he uploads selectively to multiple places, why he uses Blip TV as his video distributor, why he does a video show as opposed to an audio-only show, how he leverages giveaways into sponsorships, um, the 90-10 policy of how he, he monetizes, how he then cleared six figures. Um, there's so much more, including a very funny Facebook ad strategy that he's doing right now that is really creating an ad for only one person. We're going to talk about that as well. It's all coming up right now. Enjoy it. All right, folks. So I'm joined today by my good buddy, Gregory Ng. He is the founder of Freezer Burns. 
It's an amazing frozen foods show if you haven't checked it out. Greg, great to have you, my man. Thanks for having me, David. And here's a key thing. This is if, if one people take away one thing from this conversation, Greg, I want to make sure that they know how to spell your last name. It, it, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's definitely the tricky part. Uh, my last name is spelled NG. Two right. letters, no vowels. But it sounds as if there was an I in front of it, correct? Exactly. Right. So that's the, be that's the best way we can possibly pronounce it. Now, um, first of all, congratulations. You just recently hit over the 500-episode mark of Freezer Burns. And, dude, I, I, I don't know where you have the stamina, but, but God bless you and congratulations. Thank you. It, it, you know, it was a huge undertaking and uh, one that – you know, I must admit, there have been times when I've doubted whether I can go on. Uh, we can get into a little bit of that later. Uh, but it's nice to have kind of that nice benchmark episode number. Yeah, I mean, let, let, actually, let's talk about that right now. I mean, I think that's a kind of an interesting sure. topic in itself. Is So you've done 500 episodes. The, the premise of the show, for people that don't know, for the most part, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong here, Greg, is yep. that you basically get frozen food. <laughs> you put it in the microwave. You talk about it. You review it. And you eat it during your show. And you, you tell people what you think about it. Is that, is that pretty much it? On, on, on video, it's a video show. Um, exactly. And uh, it's you in front of the camera. And that's uh, pretty much pretty much what we got. Is that, is that it in a nutshell? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, it's not scripted. It's not rehearsed. Um, it's, I do it uh, in a single take. And um, basically my mission is to test anything in the freezer aisle. So not necessarily just microwave food, although mm. that's, that dominates that. Uh, but I also tackle ice cream and, and things like that, which is always nice during the summer. Um, but my mission is just to tell people whether things are good or not. I mean, there's so many options out there. And it can be pretty confusing, and so why not be the you know the taste tester for the internet? Right, I love it. And all right, so let's talk about what you just mentioned before. I thought this is super interesting. Is that? Uh, and first of all, I doubt you're alone in this at all. I know I get this sometimes. Everyone, this happens to everyone. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk hit a thousand episodes, tried a new show, and decided, you know what, I'm kind of done. Right. Um, tell us though. So you hit 500. What's it like? Was it both a great thing and like a do I want to continue thing? Um, you know, that, that conversation in my head happened way before 500, uh, that happened more around 450 <laughs> and, um, and, and, and the reason why is, you know, I, I publish two episodes a week and I have to plan, start planning ahead. I publish two episodes a week, but I tape, um, right now four or five episodes a night. Oh, wow. Um, so I have quite a few in advance and where it got really tricky is I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm approaching 500. You know, the last time I had a real major thing was at episode 300, which was my original goal. Um, once I started approaching 500, I thought to myself, should I make a big deal of it? Should I just do it, you know, as normal? Should I throw a big party? Should that be my last episode? Um, a lot of big kind of um, crossroad type conversations in my mind. Um, and, you know, to be honest, it, it's, it's tough when you dedicate yourself to a certain niche which has been the, the best thing about my show. It's also um, tough because uh, you go through highs and lows throughout a year of shooting episodes uh, where you're kind of like, is this worth it? Do I really want to keep on doing this? Do you know, I have many other interests. Do I want to keep on pushing down the same type of niche market? Um, and so that's actually one of the reasons why I, I tape a bunch of episodes in a row so that when I hit those lull points, I still have some stuff, some fresh content to push out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, inevitably, after about a 10-day break, it's, it's mostly just my, my body telling me I need a break. 
you know, when I stop thinking about it for about 10 days, I come back and I, I feel more energized. So, you know, I started thinking about that around episode 450. It, it started, it, it, to be honest, kind of snuck up on me, mm-hmm. uh, episode 500, because I taped so far in advance. And, and then I realized, wow, that was actually episode 500. Nothing really, you know, special about it except a, a review of a product that I really liked um, and one that I enjoyed eating. Yeah, and it's funny they mentioned, I mean, I've gone through that <laughs> so many times of just, I think it's a normal thing. You know, with shows, I mean, when you, when you do stuff, I'd be interested to hear, like, what some of the long-running late-night talk show hosts and people like that have to say about something like this, you know? Sure. But when right. you do the same thing, when you throw the same pitch over and over again, um, there's a, I don't care how good you are or how much you love it, there's point, you know, athletes have off-seasons, you know? That's right. Movie stars take breaks between movies, you know? But it seems like this is one of those rare industries or whatever you want to call it where it just it kind of could be a hamster wheel sometimes you know right right we don't have seasons right there's no Uh, seasons right as much as you know kind of blip.tv which distributes my videos likes to try to push seasons for web series I don't believe I believe they're kind of doing a disservice to uh, to the producers of those shows because they're really trying to um, ram down their throats the the traditional TV model and I don't believe that's what internet video watchers are demanding. They want something as regular as a blog. Um, and it, it puts an extra amount of pressure on people. That's yeah. for sure. No, it's, it's interesting. And I agree. I think it's different, you know, what, what kind of the traditional TV. It might be better for us to take a little bit of a break sometimes. But, hey, you know what? The show has to continue. Um, right. So, so move, shifting gears from there, I, I want to talk a little bit about a few different topics today um, that are that – are, very popular topics when it comes to web shows and podcasts and things like that. Um, first and foremost, I want to talk about why you distribute everywhere. So sure. you are, uh, when in doubt, there's freezer burns, man. I'm telling you, I walk down the street, there's freezer burn. You, know, you just never know, you never know where it's going to pop up, right? YouTube, right. iTunes, Blip, Break, uh, you know, that's just a small, small amount. Tell us about your philosophy um, about why you want to be everywhere. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I distribute not my full um, set of videos, but you know my videos can be found in over thirty networks. Okay. Um, cool. Obviously, I, I focus a lot of attention on the ones that have the most traffic, specifically YouTube. Um, but the reason why I distribute everywhere and, and why I coach other video bloggers to do the same is it comes down to a simple fact. Um, one viewer, whether they're watching it on their big screen TV through Roku, mm-hmm. is worth the same amount of money to me or the same amount of value to me as a viewer watching it on YouTube or a viewer downloading it on iTunes or a viewer on Vimeo. Um, and right now, I, I think it, it is very foolish to limit yourself to one channel. I mean, there's just, it's, it's easy to distribute. It doesn't really cost much. Um, it really mostly costs time and, and management of the relationships with each respective networks. Um, but I, I just feel like I don't know where I, I want every possible viewer and every possible fan of Freezer Burns. And the only way to do that is to diversify. Um, so because of the, the technology making it so easy to do, because um, some of the, the tools that I use are able to publish um, a lot of them all with one click, um, it's, it seems to be a no-brainer. 
Right. So when you when you finish an episode, or, or not when you finish one, because you said you batch them together, right? But let's say you're ready to now publish one. Okay. Sure. So it's going to go up. Do you have a process that you go through? Because I mean, I'm, I'm assuming. Do you do it? You don't have someone else publishing them for you, do you? No, point. I wish. Right, me too. I upload them all myself like a crazy yeah. person, but that's a whole other story. Uh, so so you, you're ready to go, okay? I know this because I've been uploading episodes for years. It can get annoying. You know, yeah. just you're doing there, you get the thing, you know, air, you know, God knows what happens. Um, obviously, you embed the Blip TV player on your site and you put it out all these different places. Do you use something? Do you use a service or anything like that so that you're not uploading 40 times or what, what's sort of your, uh, your sauce behind the scenes there that gets you so that you're not, hopefully I pray to God your answer is not, I uploaded 40 times. I, I don't upload it 40 times. Uh, I do, <laughs> I do upload it at least once and that's to blip.tv and you know, I've, I've had some loyalty there. Um, I, I started my show there They've been really good to me. They've they've given me some good press as well and some good support, and they publish to a, a decent amount of channels for me. Um, and then I kind of go in depending on the episode. And this is kind of something I, I to be honest, Dave, I, I've never shared with people is depending on the type of episode, I kind of sometimes selectively upload to other sites. So I sometimes depending on the the type of product that I review, because I'm I'm reviewing anything in the freezer aisle. You know, people might be uh, surprised to hear that the demographic of one part of the aisle, who, the people who purchase on one part of the aisle, is drastically different from the other part of the aisle. It, this is just data that I've learned over the years of, of doing it. I'm approaching my, my almost four complete years of doing this show. Um, and because of that, depending on what I'm reviewing, I sometimes selectively upload to different places. For instance, if I'm doing a Hot Pockets review, Hot uh, Pockets. Exactly, right? Good branding. Um, Hot Pocket Review, especially if I love it or if I hate it. Anything down the middle won't really do. But if I love it or I hate it, I'm going to take the extra effort and try to publish on sites like Break.com, for example. Mm -hmm. Because the target demo of who watches, who eats Hot Pockets are on Break.com. They're right. on College Humor. They're on Funny or Die. Um, some of those stuff, some of those things aren't right for my show ever. Like I will never upload to Funny or Die. I'm not trying to be a comedian. Um, but it, it just points out that while I have my stable of subscriber-based channels, and those primarily are um, TiVo, iTunes, and YouTube, mm -hmm. um, is where the majority of my subscribers come from, um, and as well as on my website. Uh, some of those one-offs I try to publish in other places. So that's just the advantage of being everywhere. I, I'm glad to hear you say that you see me everywhere because I'm trying. <laughs> right. Trying yeah. And, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, for example, I, I would say I'm not even amazing at it, for example, but I, you know, on YouTube, when I have a particularly big guest on the rise to the top, you know, I'm going to make sure that gets up on YouTube because yeah. when people are searching for, you know, someone popular, um, you know, the millionaire matchmaker, Patty Stanger or Gary Vaynerchuk or something like that. I want to be thrown into that conversation, you know? Right. Um, right. So, so that makes a lot of sense. Now you mentioned, um, TiVo. Is that through blip? Is that through your relationship with blip TV as well? Yeah, it's through uh blip.tv and, um, and sometimes their partnership goes in and out for some reason. I, I don't know the history of that, but, mm -hmm. um, but you can get a season pass of freezer burns on TiVo and, um, and I've also found that you know there are a lot of people going through Roku and Boxy and and even Apple TV through iTunes 
um, and watching on the big screen. And that certainly changes the way you know I produce my show. Video is always the, the big challenge um, of doing just enough to make you feel comfortable in terms of quality. Because mm. they've proven that really content is what everyone cares about and audio. Um, but you know, for me, I've always tried to keep a high level of production on my video. Well, once I figured out that the majority of people were watching, and this is sometimes up to 60% of my viewership are watching on big screen TVs, um, all of a sudden when I was down sampling my 1080 video <laughs> to 360 or 480, now I'm having to upload and take the time to upload it to at least 720. Right. And, you know, and, that, and that's one of the interesting advantages, we could say, of spending the time, and by that I mean pain in the ass, right. to do video. You know, we've yeah. done video for years, and people that are listening to this right now, I would say, are a mix. You know, some are straight up podcasting audio rock stars, right? Others mm -hmm. are video rock stars. And, you know, it's, it's, it's can occasionally be a religious debate. Occasionally it isn't. Uh, but, you know, that's an interesting point is that uh, TiVo um, and Boxy and Roku, you wouldn't be able to make those plays on just an audio show. Now, there's other arguments you could make for an audio show as well. We could have plenty of those as well. But sure. I'm saying that there's different... By by the effort can get rewarded, it seems, and 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 because of video. I mean, I don't think. Do you think your show would be as effective if it was audio? Oh, absolutely not. Um, in, in fact, a, a lot of people have asked me, "What it, you know? Can you do an audio version of my show?" Technically, um, yes, I could. Um, will I ever take the time to? No. Um, and the reason why is the 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 part you know, that I feel is the big advantage of my show because there are other written blogs, for example, that, that cover some of the same products that I review. But to actually see the steam coming off the food, to mm -hmm. see my reaction once I put the bite in my mouth um, and in some cases spit it out of my mouth, um, the, you know, that's something you cannot communicate in audio and you certainly can in pictures. Yeah, great point. And, and more, more emotion. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah. So uh, one more question kind of on the on the blip thing. I got a few more. I would talk about growing your audience, a few other topics. Uh, is, you know, you mentioned that you have a great relationship with Blip TV. And they're a great distributor. They have the video player on your site. How did you sort of uh, cultivate that relationship, if you will? Because there's a lot of you know, broadcasters on there, a lot of different shows. Some get some love, some don't. Some have a highly produced, some aren't. Um, how did you go about that? Did you, were you constantly reaching out to them? How did you build that relationship? Yeah, I was constantly reaching out to them. Um, it, you know, when I first started, I, I had a decision to make. Was I going to go with someone like Blip? And remember, this is late 2008. Right, okay? old school. Um, and... Do I want? I know in 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 internet days it's it's old school. Nineteen eighty two, yeah, right. Right, and I um I I was toying between um, Blip TV, Vidler, and just straight up YouTube. Sure. Um, Makes and sense. then I realized that you know through Vidler or Blip I could go to YouTube anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I cut out YouTube because I said I'm going to be there anyway. Um, and it really came down from t Vidler to to Blip TV and. When I really thought about it, I was leaning towards Vidler because, as you know, I, I, was, I am a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan, and Wine Lumber TV at the time was distributed by Vidler. Sure. Um, and then I really did some research in terms of the, the philosophy of Blip to um, 
to partner with networks, to be kind of the, the to not necessarily control the content, but to distribute the content. Um, and the price point was nice. And so I, I took a chance <laughs> right. and, and I was happy. Um, but when, when I started having problems, I really, I hit the forums a lot. I reached out and sent emails. I, I do some speaking every once in a while on video blogging and I've actually reached out to them and say, Hey, you know, would you like to give a giveaway or things like that? And they've been very supportive. I think they've seen that while my show is not a typical type web series that, that they tend to promote heavily, they've seen my longevity there. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've seen that I, I try to put out a, a well-produced video, and so it only helps their cause. Yeah, and it seems that uh, you know most of your traffic, though, is off-site, right? So most of your traffic is really through distribution. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not th primarily through iTunes and through YouTube. Um, I get some. I, I get a decent amount of traffic uh, to my website. It's tough. It, and this is the this is the problem with distribute everywhere. That mantra. Um, I, it's tough to really focus on one kind of conversion stream. Mm -hmm. um, it would be easy if I self-hosted. It would be expensive, but it would be easier if I self-hosted everything on my website and all my efforts went straight to my site. And what do you mean by what do you mean by conversion? Um, what I mean by conversion is um, the value to me. The way that I make money, the way I monetize on my site, is by views. Mm -hmm. um, and there's kind of primary kind of views equate to ad dollars. Um, and there's also views equate to um, clout, not clout in the traditional social media clout with a K, uh, <laughs> but clout in a way that I can command more in sponsorship dollars um, through actual manufacturers. That all comes from views. Um, so to me, a, a conversion is, is having someone find a video, watch that video, and either comment is, is worth something to me, subscribe is worth a lot to me, and repeat visits is worth a lot to me. Um, if I was focusing all my efforts, if I did paid search, if I did display ads, Facebook ads, um, and drove them all to the website and know that the only way they can get those videos is on the website, it would be a lot simpler. My marketing plan would mm -hmm. be a lot simpler. But, it, but that's not the case. Um, right now I have to kind of be very flexible. Um, if I see someone on YouTube, I point them to my YouTube channel. If I see something on Facebook, I'll either, depending on the video, point them to iTunes or YouTube or mm -hmm. to my website. So it's kind of frac uh, fractured all over the internet. That's good and bad. Um, huh. so it's, so it's tough when I'm making a, a press kit, for example, it's tough for me to, to cobble together all those different data points in order to present a very real number of my, my true reach. Yeah, it, that's a great point. I, I was uh, watching a, obviously, you know, This Week in Technology, Twit, right? Yeah. Um, Leo Laporte, they do like a behind-the-scenes show that they do randomly sometimes where it's like right. just kind of talking about the business model and kind of the stuff that us geeks that do this stuff uh, would find interesting, right? And probably nobody else. Um, <laughs> and uh, they were talking about what's most valuable. If someone comes to you, right, and says, hey, Greg, huge fan of freezer burns or I want to make sure I'm helping you out the best way possible. What's, right. what, what should I do? Should I subscribe via iTunes? Should I subscribe via some other way? Like what's going to help you with your sponsors and advertisers and numbers the most? How would you, how would you, what would you say to that guy? That's a good question. Um, what I would say to that guy, and this is kind of a, a roundabout answer 
is um, I don't care where they watch, but I, I would like them to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's basically what it is, is when I get people like yourself, I've, I've been very fortunate, David, that you, you know, you've helped me spread the word about my show. For every one of you equals, you know, I don't know, a thousand of other people um, who, who just keep to themselves that they watch my show. Um, and, and, and because of that, it's, you know, I monetize on page impressions on my website. I monetize on pre-roll ads off video on my website. I monetize off pre-roll and overlay of my YouTube videos, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's, there's all these different revenue streams. None of them, they're all basically paying out the same CPM. Um, it, it, it does not matter to me. That's my point. Got it. What, it, what matters to me is consistency and, and brand advocates. And let's talk monetizing because that's obviously a big topic. You know, we can talk about a variety of different topics, but this is a topic that a lot of people struggle with. So I think we should definitely highlight that because you've done a great job with it. Um, it. It's one of the most typical questions I get all the time, right? Sure. You know, people stop me on the street, you know, I like that rise at the top. How do you make money, son? You know, right, all right. the time. And I read uh, recently in an article about you that uh, you, you mentioned that 90, uh, I'm sorry, 10% of your monetization strategy is ad and ad-related activities. 90% um, is, is based on what, endorsements and sponsorships. Is that, is that a fair percentage? That's, yeah, that's true. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about both of those. Um, let's start with the 10%. You just kind of highlighted on it a little bit. Sure. Um, tell us a little bit about that strategy and and how that's kind of how that kind of works. Sure, um, it, it depends on the channel, um, but basically, I uh, you know that ten percent of my total take every year is really based on pure viewership. Um, it does not matter if uh, if a thousand people see a video one time or one person sees a video a thousand times. Correct. It's okay. just Got pure it. video. Yep. Uh, views. And so that, that comes from a lot of things. One is, um, let's talk YouTube. Um, linking my AdSense account to YouTube, being a YouTube partner, allows me to, um, every time I produce a, a video, they, YouTube is now very quick about it. Um, they, I, ho- I guess I must be on some list now where they know they trust me to not violate any copyright. Um, and uh, I'm able to draw revenue straight from pre-roll ads on all my videos. The advantage of that is I'm, you know, I have over 500 episodes mm-hmm. and those episodes are not like a web series or like a TV series dependent on the episode before it or the episode after it. And so every single time I publish an episode, I view that as another little deposit into, a, into an account, mm-hmm. um, which is constantly drawing views globally. Um, all the time, so that's my you know making money while I sleep type model. Um, the type of content that I produce is never going to go viral. That's just the way it is, and that's right. not what I want. I don't I don't want to shock people. I don't want to be controversial. I want to provide a service by reviewing food, and so I get a modest amount of views there, but it's consistent. Every time I publish a video, I get a little uptick in my daily you know take. Um, on blip.tv, I also do pre-roll uh, advertising as well as overlays, and and that's very easy to do on blip. You just turn it on, um, and the reason why I, I I embed my blip.tv on my website is because um, I can do the ads. 
Um, right, they do, a my pre, YouTube, they do a pre-roll and they do a post-roll and they do stuff on your site. Right, right. Um, I can't embed, it, the ads don't transfer when I embed YouTube on there, for example. Um, okay. And then cool. the final thing is I, is I have a display ad network um, which pays me per thousand page impressions and I have ads kind of on my site. And, and to be honest, I struggle with it because it's not a huge moneymaker and it's more a nuisance than it is a moneymaker. Um, so I try to find that good balance of drawing some revenue from that, but not, you know, bugging people. Right. So, but with the 10% combined, so all this stuff, um, yeah. is it, it, but all this though is not, what's nice about it is that you're not out there directly selling ads in this case, right? Right. Uh, That's because right. you're not, you're not doing the private ad sales. You're saying, Hey, blip, listen, I got a cool show. You guys know this. We have a great relationship. I can just hit the button that says turn on ads on blip, right? YouTube, did YouTube require anything special of you? Was there any kind of certain thing there when you became a partner there? Or is it more like you had a little cred going or what was going on there? No, I mean, they, they actually recently turned it on for anyone. You okay. don't have to be a partner to do that. Um, you have to be approved and and you certainly have to be within the guidelines. If you try to monetize something that's copyrighted, not only will they disallow that, but they might ban you or close your account. Right. Well, that's never a good plan. And then you got display ads going. So let's talk uh, you know, and, and all that stuff combined. I mean, when, when we talk about kind of the 90-10 split, I mean, we're talking about, you know, and again, whatever you feel like comfortable telling us about. I mean, we're talking because sure. I feel like people just get numbers in their head. They have no idea what they're thinking, um, myself included with this. I mean, is this 10% bringing you thousands a month? Is it bringing you hundreds a month? Is it bringing you, you know, $1 million it's, a month? What do we got? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> is that what uh, it is? $1 Because if so, I'm going to start doing a pizza show. Well, you know, actually, that's a good point. There, there's room for a pizza show. Yeah. Um, I, let's put it to you this way. I, I cleared six figures last year. Okay, congrats. With Freezer Burns. First time, uh, first time clearing six? First time. Awesome. Congratulations. Yep. It's big, man. Thank you. Um, and 10% of that was, was ad sales. Okay, perfect. So, Do you know, I, I'm making, you know, a couple hundred per, per month on ads. Nice. Okay. Excellent. All right. So let's talk about that 90%, right? This sure. gets me excited too, because I love this kind of stuff. But tell us, number one, where that 90% comes from. Sure. Um, so so I, w I had a, a real big predicament. You know, I, I didn't monetize in the beginning of the show um, because I didn't feel I could. Um, not because I wasn't confident in selling it, is that I, I was really worried about compromising my um, objectivity. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I struggle with that every day. Um, Meaning like because, if you're reviewing, you know, DiGiorno Pizza and DiGiorno is a sponsor of the show. That's what we're saying, right? Yeah. Like they, right. they paid you to, to, to give a review of it. You're going to be like, you know, it's really bad. I mean, good. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So and, and that is – I put myself in that situation, no question. And I, I've been called into question um, and it's it's something I can't – all I can say is that I, I feel like I have enough conviction in doing it right, legitimately, mm -hmm. that I can sleep at night. Right, right. <laughs> and, I, and I will never be able to silence all the haters. But basically, what I, what I set out to do was, here I have a, a very niche market. I have a, a um, very dedicated audience whom, um, for the last couple of years, I've been um, kind of curating all the great comments I get and the ones that, that I love the most are the ones that say, hey, I saw that in the supermarket. 
always wondered how it is. After seeing your review, I'm going to go buy it. (laughs) That's gold to me, right? right? Um, And so what I've decided early on was, and I still do to this day, I do not do paid endorsements. So, So a company cannot come to me and say, I will give you X thousand dollars if you say good things about my product. Okay, got it. In fact, I go out of my way when I engage um, companies all the way through the process, all the way up until I literally cash the check, and I and I remind them that this is my policy. Do not think that you're paying for for a a, um, a good review. Got it. So, what are they paying for? What they're paying for is that I will definitely review it. Okay. So basically what they're doing is they're paying for priority. Um, As I mentioned, I I publish a bunch all at once. I'm sorry, I I tape a bunch all at once. It's always weird to say tape because I'm not really taping. Right, there's no no actual tape like grinding in the thing. Exactly. Yeah, you're digitally hitting a button and it goes to a digital thing and you put the thing and there you go. Exactly. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, And and, But what what that means is I have an editorial calendar that is – sometimes um, dictated around tentpole events, right? Like Memorial Day or July 4th, that type of deal. Cinco de Mayo is always a big one for me. Um, And there are so many new products out there that I can't possibly do them all. Mm -hmm. So basically what I charge for is the ability to take their product and ensure that not only do I review it, but that it gets published within 30 days. Okay. So, so, so the real value for those companies is they know I have a dedicated audience who is looking for my opinion. The real value to them is to get their product in front of all those eyeballs. Got it. So, so for example, a big sponsor of the Rise to the Top is Citrix Online, right? right. And what we do with them, it's very specific. You know, we give, I give a very authentic endorsement for one of their products before every episode. At the end of every episode, they're up on the homepage, on the website, on the top right, and they're also in the show notes for every episode. And then, you know, if I can ever help them out organically, of course I want to do that because that's a partner of the show, but it's not part of the deal. You know, sure. um, right. that's what they get. It's a very package. So you're saying for a certain price, um, a, a, a food company or frozen food company can come to you and say, hey, Greg, we want you to review this. Yep. Um, we're going to pay you to do so. We understand that you're going to use your own editorial liberty with this. Right. You know, we're not going to tell you to do this. Do they get, so what do they get? They get a guaranteed placement that you're going to do it. They get a guarantee that it's going to go up within 30 days. Is there any other kind of advertising special links? Like what else do they get with their quote unquote package here? That's all they get. Okay. So, so that's what they get. And do they pay on, is it, so is it a one-off thing? You know, do they get it? Because if, is it, if a guy comes in, can they only do this once or how does that work? They can do as many as they want. Um, ten, they tend to not do a lot in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten a, a number of repeat companies, um, but it tends to be they, they tend to kind of prioritize for themselves. You know, if they have a new line of five or six meals, um, sometimes they'll say, "You know what? We want you to just choose your, you know, choose one to review, but we're going to send you all five because we'd like you to try them anyway." Right. Pretty smart. Hey, listen, then good food for you too. So uh, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so, so with that, you mentioned before kind of the media kit conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> and the media kit conundrum is one that I also go through and many of us go through. So trust me, you are not allowed on that one. And the reason <laughs> is that it's very different than traditional media. You know, right. tra- and even traditional media is a conundrum in its own respect when it comes to media kits and what's important and things like that. Um, I've heard – 
across the board, people say that sponsors and partners are interested in different things. Yep. You know, I've, I, so there's no right answer. It's whatever's working is what the answer is. Um, for you, what have you noticed is, if any, a key metric or a key thing that you see over and over again from people that have bought from you um, have said, oh, that's an important number, or oh, that number, we want to know this number, we want to know that number. What, what has been the critical stuff for you? You know, it, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm a numbers guy, I'm a data guy. I, I'd assume that it was actual hard metrics, mm -hmm. but it's not. Ah. The key thing that ah. allows me to sell everything is the fact that I'm the only one doing it. Wow, so positioning is the reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I own the market. Dominating your niche. Right. And so while it is, you know, and, and I've seen companies do this, um, it is cheaper for them and they'll get more exposure um, from a pure page impression or coupons giveaway mm -hmm. type perspective to engage, say, like a, um, and, and I hate this term and I, and I have a lot of friends who will shoot me for actually using it, but I want to prove a point. Um, to engage like a hundred mommy bloggers, yeah, right? right. They have way more audience than I do, and they'll probably get a lot of real hard metrics for for the client for the PR company, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the reality is, I shoot one video, and in Google search, because I've uploaded to YouTube primarily, it's going to come up on the front page almost every time. Ah, so it's a search play there too. It's a search play and it's a search play because I do video and I'm the only one doing video. Okay. Cool. So, you know, and, and that's why I, I rushed so many episodes in the first year. And I don't mean to say rush in that I think my quality suffered, but rush in, in that I, I killed myself. You did five <laughs> days a week, right? For the first five year? Five days a week for the first year. To just dominate and, your niche. Yeah. And, it, and I've seen them come and go. It's because other people will come in and they'll say, hey, I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. I think there's enough room for me too. And that might be true. But then they look and see that, I mean, it, it can get almost scary when you look on my, kind of like the taxonomy on the, on the sidebar of my website and you search by brand. Yeah. You know, with 500 episodes, right. I've done it so much volume that um, people just kind of get scared off. They're like, I'm never going to compete with this guy. And that's, that was the plan. That, you know? That's a good thing. And, and so you actually mentioned something interesting there. You said that uh, PR, when you mentioned yeah. with, with the mommy bloggers, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, a lot of people that go after sponsorships or uh, we could call it sponsorships, endorsements, product placement, all kinds of whatever we want to call it, right? Um, right. That money is going to come from different areas depending on different things. Uh, a lot of times I deal with, for example, the director of marketing, the CMO of right. a company or a director of uh, media buying potentially, yeah. stuff like yep. that. Um, are you saying that, you, do you deal more on the PR, is this more of a PR play for companies? For, for my market, for your yes. Niche. For yeah. your niche. Yep, absolutely. So it's more that, um, I'm just making this up without, coming, I'm just coming up with the random brands in my head, but like, uh, let's say Campbell's had something frozen, I don't think they do. Um, they, they hire, you know, Fleischman, Schmeichman, and Leishman to, to, right. to go out there and, and their job is to get this Campbell's thing out to the world, okay? Yep. And they're the ones with the budget that pay you to do this, correct? Correct. Okay. So my question is, um, how did you uh, 
I know you how you position the show, but you know this is very different than clicking a button and turning on an ad, right? So right. how did you start uh, getting some success with this? You know how did how did you start reaching out? Did you have a strategy? Did you just kind of yeah. run and gun it? What what did you do to to get that first yes and then take it from there? Yeah, I had a big strategy. Um, it's all about the hustle. I mean, it's, boom. What I did was the the first thing I did was I didn't ask for money. First thing I did was I reached out to PR companies that I through reading press releases and trade mags, and I started making a database of PR people who had freezer related products. Who had fro who were the PR companies for frozen food manufacturers? Sexy. And I went to them and I said, "Hey, I run this show. Maybe you've heard of me. Maybe you haven't. Uh, I'm the only frozen food review show uh, out there." Um, by the way, here's some of my core demographic. Here's some, you know, page view information, and um, here are some testimonials, which again are very huge for me. And I said, I'd like you to just, you know, would you be interested in sending me some product to review? Mm -hmm. Can't guarantee I'm going to review it. Can't guarantee I'll give you a good review, but just send it to me. And that kind of dovetails into how I grew my audience, right? So when they said absolutely, and most of them do. I say, great, here's where you send it to me. When I get it in the mail, I take a picture of it, I post it on Facebook, say, look what I got. People get excited, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I ask for extra coupons so that I could give them away during the show. Um, and I just started there. I started a rapport. Um, and then I started kind of dialing that up a bit. Hey, by the way, um, here's, you know, here's what my, my fee sheet is um, for doing reviews. And so I, I kind of had to prove myself in the beginning. I honestly have not had, you know, I, I, I've not been privy to whether, you know, they see there's an ROI or not, for example. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, and I want to talk about that in a second. But you're, but you're saying, though, let me get this process right. Okay. Yeah. So you do your research, you, do, you, get, you get your hustle on, right? You find out that, you know, Schleichman and Deichman are the PR company for like 10 frozen food brands. Right. Okay. You go to their website. They're gonna have a contact, right? Yeah. And you just basically cold contact them, right? Yeah. Sometimes I'm a little sneakier. I go through LinkedIn. Okay. All right. So you find some. Yeah. So so you get dirty through LinkedIn. Yeah. Or on there. And by the way, another good one is Facebook. It's a little stock rush, but it works out well. Yeah. Trust exactly. me. Exactly. Um, I think I'm connected to Oprah's producer because of Facebook. Nice. Actually, uh, remind me. I have an interesting thing about Facebook to tell you. Okay. All right. And so. I'm going to write that down. I want to forget. So you go in there, you get some kind of point of contact, and you basically introduce yourself and say, listen, I, I would love to uh, check out some samples, right? Right. They come in. You're just promoting the crap out of them. You know, yeah. you got it on Facebook. You do this. You do the show. And then you, you, you share it with them, of course, right? And they say, you know, oh, you're so wonderful, Greg. Here's a pile of money. No. Then, then you <laughs> – then you have to – this is the hard part, right? That's the easy part I think so far. Yeah. Easy. I mean it takes work but I'm saying the easy part. The hard part is you're like, okay, how can we dial up this relationship a little bit more formal where there's, there's dollars and cents involved? A lot of people get stuck at that point. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to hear about Facebook in a second here and also – Yeah, how do you convert them to paid, right? ROI. But yeah, how do you take someone that just gave you free samples, you did it, you did a bunch of great stuff for them and say like, by the way, now I'm pretty much going to do the same thing but now you have to pay for it. Well, th this is where <laughs> it's, a, it's an excellent point and I struggled with that for years. Here, the, This is where longevity um, helps. Uh, basically, it, it, was, it was pretty simple. I, I waited until the new year 
and I wrote them back and I said, hey, um, really enjoyed having that, um, you know, doing that promo with you last year. Here's a reminder of some of the great um, testimonials that I got. By the way, in 2010, here is my, my fee sheet for reviews. Um, please keep me in mind this year. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's it. And then they reach back and you've built up enough goodwill where they, they, they want to do it. Now, right. real quick on that, and then I want to talk ROI and Facebook for sure, and then we'll, we'll let you go relatively yeah. soon maybe, um, is uh, how did you come up with your pricing on this? Oh, and has it that's... adjusted? Because that's one of the trickiest things in the history of mankind. I'm sorry. It just is. It's just yeah. so damn tricky. And yeah, how, wanna... how did you come up with it, and how did, you, how did it, you hit a sweet spot there? Yeah, you don't want to charge too little. You don't want to charge too much. Right. Um, and if you Google it, you'll get a, a wide range. Um, uh, you know, I, I saw someone wrote a, a blog post the other day and they said, you know, this is how much I charge and they're charging like $25 for a post, Great. a sponsored screw post. everyone else over. And I'm like, that is insane. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not even an hourly rate right there for, for what you're doing. Um, here's the advantage. The advantage is this isn't my day job. So I don't care. I, mean, I care, but I, you know. I'm not dependent on feeding my kids if I land the sponsorship or not. Because you work at an advertising company during the day, right? I do. I do. And so my goal is to basically dictate the price um, and and just be confident about it. Um, I started off, I felt a little too low. Well, well, what was a little too low? So initially I asked for 500. Okay. Per product. Okay. And, um, and I'm over four times that amount now. Okay. Um, and I, I started off kind of low, but again, I had to ease into that. And again, that's where a new year brings a new price, right? It's, it's no different than in an ad agency relationship where you, your rate card changes at the, at, you know, on Jan one. Um, and so that, that's just basically what I did. I, I got to a point where, um, I convert a decent amount of, proposals I send out. Um, and sometimes it's, it works and sometimes it doesn't. Nice. So two questions on that. Number one, have you gotten people that have paid a lower price to increase their price the next year? Same company? Um, good question. I'm not sure. Uh, yes, I, I have actually. Yeah, one, one company in particular. Got it. And, uh, second, and second question, uh, slightly unrelated, is when you have someone that um, – uh, now I'm totally blanking on what I was just thinking. Hang on. Nope. Wait. Wait for it. This happens sometimes when when <laughs> when genius is at work. This is what we have to yeah. figure out. Um. So, uh, when when someone uh, now I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk ROI. Uh, let's talk a little bit about ROI for a second. This is sure. one of the the trickiest um things when it comes. Oh, I know what I was gonna ask. Ha! Damn it. That was my delay. I was just speaking really <laughs> slow until I remembered it. Um, you have you do uh, two shows per week right now, right? Right. So it's 104 shows per year. Yep. Do you have a certain amount that you're willing to do sponsored, or is it just as many as you get, as you can get? That's a great question. Um, I don't have that hard number in place. I I'll tell you, I haven't reached it yet. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, Fair but enough. But if I ever get to that point, I will probably still convert as many sales as possible and do more videos to supplement in between. Got it. 
Okay, that makes sense. Because to me. you're right. That's a big concern. I mean, if I do like five episodes in a row and I'm like, "Hey, by the way, I got paid for this. I got paid for this. I got paid for this." Um, that's kind of tricky. And spe- do you, is that how you disclose it? Do you just say, do you, or how do you disclose it if you do? Well, um, first off, I use a, a site called Comply. Um, it's cmp.ly. Cmp. Dot dot ly. ly okay and it's real easy um, it's it's just a short code URL I put it on my um, the video description I embed it in the footer of my video um, I put it a- after my email gets sent out and for instance comply slash three means I received monetary you know blah 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 mm-hmm. um, which one is for sex <laughs> That's I, I don't know what that would be. That's comply slash eight. Yeah, I right, don't know. Right. <laughs> so so basically that avoids the problem of one compliance and two you have to sit there and like awkwardly talk about that you got paid for it. Yeah, I mean what I do <laughs> is I say, look, the company sent sent this to me. Um, when I tell when I normally tell them about how much it costs, how much the product costs, and then I disclose at the end. Okay, all right. So so the, what do you say at the end? Uh, no, it's it's written. Oh, it's, it's written. Perfect. It's in the footer. Yeah. Okay. It's in the legal. Perfect. Makes sense. Uh, all right. Final two things. Yeah. Uh, number one is you mentioned that you have a story about Facebook. I, I wrote that down because I want to make sure we uh, yeah we know what you what get your story on. So so here's the thing. Facebook. Um, you know, you had mentioned like the producer of Oprah. Um, Facebook's brilliant, right? I mean, it's whether you love it or hate it. You know, and and you know, David. I'm able to kind of share in your life and you're able to share in my life through being Facebook friends. But uh, the beauty of Facebook is how tightly you can segment your audience yeah. when it comes to Facebook ads. And I've been running a Facebook ad to 24 people for the last <laughs> two years. Shut up. No, are you serious? Yeah. And it's only VP level people at the Food Network. No way. And what, what, what's the goal of the ad? The goal is for them to find out about my show and, and, and shoot a pilot with me. I love it. And is, has there any, been any love yet? There's been clicks, but there haven't been any love yet. So I'm, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do it. But I, I do love that story because it really shows that if you have a very specific goal, even if you're messaging to one person, um, you can, you know, you can segment to that. I love that, man. Uh, First of all, I want this. Now this has to work. So if, you, if anyone that's, that's also listening to this um, knows someone at the Food Network, we have to get this done. And then we have to yeah. pretend that it was the Facebook ad that did it because exactly. we've been doing it for two years. So I want to know if you find out if – if, as soon as something happens with those Facebook ads, I want you to know we're going we're gonna to send out some love for that. Um, Sounds good. Final thing, Greg. Uh, you mentioned the ROI, and, the, and, and people worry about this a lot. Um, I worry about this a lot. I'm sure you worry about this probably a lot. Um, the ROI game with this stuff is tricky, uh, because especially with social media in general or, right. or things that travel on the web. Because honestly, in most cases, especially when it's PR, like you mentioned, it's not going to be a case of we spent $2,500 and just make whatever number it is. Let's $3,000, okay? And we need to see a proven three thousand dollar and one or more return right it's yeah. not that case is it i mean what what are people expecting if they asked for any specific numbers like like what have you noticed works for them or they just see it and they're just like we're happy this looks great thank you greg 
Well, you know, um, no, it's it's there, there's no way they can show true ROI with sales of product. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, my audience, while I'm happy with its growth, is not big enough to make even an uptick uh, in their sales. Um, what? So that works to my advantage, frankly. Um, but what they really appreciate is the fact that it's out there, that they get some feedback from me uh, during the review of the actual product, um, and that they also get feedback um, from the people who comment on my videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try not to get into that game because I, you know, you can't show it. Right. Um, and I mean, how valuable is it that if someone searches for something, they might end up on that video on YouTube? That's valuable, right? But that's not. We can't prove that that resulted in ten thousand sales of a frozen pizza per se. Exactly. You know? But but that's hugely valuable, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and here's here's a a perfect example of this. Um, I reviewed something from um, Zatarans. You know that brand? I do not. That sounds like a fun name. Yeah. So they're kind of like a New Orleans style um, food. Yeah. And I reviewed a shrimp Alfredo meal from okay. them. This was at the end of last year, and um, it didn't. I didn't rate it high at all. Um, it wasn't spicy enough. It was supposed to be spicy. It was watery. The shrimp was not good, and fettuccine was chewy and all that stuff. I published the review. This was just a unsolicited. I bought it out of the supermarket. Published the review. Well, the Zatarans people, you know, the PR PR is, you know, PR gets a bad rap, but they're 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 getting a lot better as a as a category. <laughs> um, they knew within eight hours that I published that review, and they contacted me and they said, "You know what? We're really sorry. Thank you for the feedback, um, and, but honestly, uh, you probably got the end of a production run. We are we have started to reformulate the product, and um, because of because of a lot of the same reasons that you gave it a bad rating, would you review the new formulated product?" Mm. I said, "No problem. Here's my fee sheet." <laughs> right. Right. And uh, and they paid it, and they Beautiful. sent me a um, new product. And you know what? It was awesome. <laughs> it really was awesome. And this is the conundrum, right? Now all these people who are hearing this show, all the people who watched my show, knew I got it for free, knew they, I got paid for it. But the reality is the product was good. Mm-hmm. And that was helpful for Zatarain to kind of undo kind of the negative press I started on the first video. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just a great lesson in general is that, you know, is, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so much value in different ways and you have to be creative with it, you know, yeah. um, you, you had that value of getting rid of negative press that you created yourself, which is interesting uh, <laughs> yeah. by, by accident and they paid you for it. That is fantastic. Yeah, um, right. But just in general, I think, um, you know, thinking outside the box with, with things like that and not just worrying about that typical, like, they're going to spend this. They need to get this return. Look for other ways that you can create value. And I think that's what we can do as new media folks in general, whether it's audio, video, whatever, um, is think of outside the game things that you can bring to a sponsor. I mean, have you ever had someone that came to you and said, like, this wasn't valuable enough for me or anything like that? No, not yet. So, I, I, I hope not. Um, I hope I never get to that point. Um, part of that is, you know, I, I, I do my due diligence in explaining exactly what they're going to get and when they're going to get it. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I hope I never get to that point, nice. you know, and the disadvantage for me is, you know, I can't sell the frozen product myself. If I was selling something that was shelf stable, right. I could probably show more ROI. I could say, here's a link, go buy it now, you know, get it ordered. Uh, but it's tough to do that in the freezer aisle.
Yeah, and also I would debate you might not want to do that even if you could, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, um, right. So, so Greg, uh, this has been super interesting as always. I appreciate it. You know, I had like five more topics. We're going to have to save those for maybe another. Maybe, maybe can we have you back at some point maybe when you nail Absolutely, the Absolutely, anytime. Thing. We're going to talk more. Um, you know, we could talk growing audience. We could talk about why people tattoo freezer burns on themselves like crazy <laughs> people. Um, a lot more. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone connect with you as well? What's the best place? You know, again, I, I they can connect with me everywhere, but I, I would say um, please go to freezerburns.com. That's where you'll kind of get the best freezer burns experience, uh, both with reviews, my Twitter, my Facebook page, all that stuff. Um, but uh, they could also connect with me personally, um, primarily on Twitter. That's where I'm I'm the most active um, for the show at freezerburns, and then for me personally at Gregory Ng. And again, that's spelled N G as the last name. All right. Well, thank you, my man, and good luck with everything. Thanks a lot. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Mr. Gregory Ng here on the Rise to the Top. Uh, what a blast. I, I know that uh, there's just so many things to learn from people that are doing it. And I hope you picked up even just one insight that you can apply to your business. That makes it all worth it, my friend. So big thanks to Gregory and thank you for tuning in. And a final shout out. Once again, our, our brand new sponsor that has joined the Rise to the Top family, Carbonite. Make sure to check them out. They are the better backup plan. It starts at only 59 bucks. Uh, backs up your computer. You don't even need to worry about it as long as you're connected to the internet. It's not going to slow anything down. You don't have to stress about it. I've lost my files before. It absolutely sucks. And ever since I started using Carbonite, I haven't lost a thing, my friend. So here's what you got to do. A truly free trial for you. Okay, No credit card required. Just go to Carbonite.com. That's all you got to do. Start your free trial. You'll, you'll see what to do on there right when you get to the website. And then make sure to use the promo code RISE, and you're going to get two additional months free if you decide to get a plan, which I think you will. So check that out, Carbonite.com. And also, shout out to Old Faithful. Go to meeting. We love them at Citrix Online. Now, if you haven't tried the HD Faces yet, there's, so, there's got to be a way in your business that you can use it. You know, Whether you're doing one-on-one -on -one with clients, whether you're shooting products, whether you're doing interviews, anything that you're doing, it's really an unbelievable, stable, and quick platform for doing stuff. You can have conversations. You can see people face-to-face. -face, and you can also share your screen or, or a PowerPoint or something like that while you're talking to someone, which is extremely valuable. So check it out. Go to meeting.com and enter the promo code RISE for 45 days free on me. Just click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE, 45 days free. I will see you next time. I'm David Seitman-Garland. Bye-bye.